Uh, boys and girls, did you hear Grandpa say, I know the greatest, the best Christmas story of all time. I can tell you what really happened. Uh, the story of Christmas, the story in the Bible that you've told us this morning, actually is the best story, but only because it did really happen, because it's not a made-up story but a true story. Now, we all know made-up stories, don't we? We've met them throughout our lives, the cat in the hat, Frozen, the Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man, all made-up stories, and they can be fun and might be helpful to us if they help us understand and encourage things that really matter, like kindness or truthfulness or courage or that actions have consequences. But they're only helpful to us as long as we know they're made-up stories. I mean, when we start to think made-up stories are real, that's when the trouble starts. I mean, if we started to expect cats to talk, that could be weird, couldn't it? You know, Mum, why haven't you fed the cat yet? You, oh, I'm waiting for him to say please. That'd be weird. And it'd be bad if we stayed awake at night because we were afraid that the orcs were going to come and get us. Right? You know, made-up stories are only okay as long as we know they're made up. But the Bible tells us that the Christmas story is not a made-up story. It tells us it's reporting something that happened. That's what Luke says right at the beginning of his gospel, the gospel that's got the story of Jesus' birth in the stable and the angels speaking to the shepherds at its beginning. Many people, he said, have tried to write about the things that have taken place amongst us. Report of these things were handed down to us. There were people who saw these things for themselves from the beginning and they saw them and then passed them on to us. With this in mind, says Luke, I myself have carefully looked into everything from the beginning, so I've decided to write down an orderly report of exactly what happened. And I'm doing this for you, his friend Theophilus, because he says, I want you to know that the things you've been taught are true. Hear that? Luke says that he's telling us what the eyewitnesses have told him and he's carefully looked into what they've said and he's done this so that we will all know that the things that have been spoken about, the things that have been taught are true. And do you know what that means, boys and girls? It actually means the Christmas story in the Bible can only be good, only be the best story if it did really happen, if it's true. You see, to say something really happened when you, didn't, when you know it didn't, what's that called? That's called a lie. And to try and pass off something you know is made up as if it's true, that's lying. And lies are never good, and believing lies is always dangerous. Now, boys and girls, at this point, I suspect some of the mums and dads are a bit anxious now because, you know, there are lots of lies around, including at Christmas time, and they're probably wondering which lies I'm going to use to make the point. Uh, but they can actually relax uh, because I'll leave it up to them to point out to you some of the popular lies, which I'm sure they do because they know it's never good to mix up lies and truth. Instead, I'm just going to tell you two stories to illustrate the danger of lies. Let's say someone came along and said to me, Neil, I have special knowledge given to me. Oh, I don't know, by some hermit in the Himalayas or native Indians in the Amazon or some visitor from outer space. And with this special knowledge, whoops, I've developed a strength potion. 
something that will make you as strong as Superman. And I'll give it to you if you give me $1,000. Now, boys and girls, what would happen if I believed that? Well, I'd be $1,000 poorer to start with, but that wouldn't be the worst of it. What if I believed that I'd become strong as a Superman, a Superman by drinking that potion? Well, at best, I might just break my back trying to lift heavy objects, but at worst, I might think I could stop speeding trains and what had happened then? Splat. Believing lies is dangerous. Now, that was a big lie, hopefully easy to spot, but here's another lie that comes dressed up a little better. Have you ever seen an ad like that? That's the 2021 Coke ad. You know, it says, drink this and your drab world will just change. You'll get rhythm and you'll get friends. Now, what happens if you believe that, that you could get that excitement, that rhythm, just by buying a drink? or sometimes a chocolate bar, what would happen? Well, you believe that, boys and girls, and you might start to badger your parents in the supermarket. You'd waste your money. You might even get bad teeth. You might grow up thinking, and this would harm you, that you can cheer yourself up, solve your problems by spending money or eating sweets. Lies are always bad, even when they come nicely wrapped. And believing lies is always dangerous and disappointing because I've tried that and my world didn't change and I didn't get rhythm. You probably knew that already, actually. (laughs) Uh, We need truth to live safely. And the story of Christmas of Jesus' birth in the Bible is true. Now, how can I be sure of that? Because let's face it, it's got lots of unusual things in it, hasn't it? Angels, and they did look unusual. Uh, Prophecy, the virgin birth, right unusual things but that's because this is a story about God not just a story about a baby and his parents we shouldn't be surprised if God does things differently to us things we can't do because God's not just a bigger smarter version of you and I he's different almighty without any limits to his power of wisdom he's not limited to what we think he can do He can do everything he says he'll do. He says nothing is impossible for him. So the presence of angels doesn't mean the story's made up. It just means it's God's story. And boys and girls, we know how this story goes on because this Christmas story is part of a bigger story, the beginning of the story that makes sense when you know the rest of the story. You see, Jesus didn't grow up to be an ordinary person, did he? Oh, he was a true human, but he was exceptional. He showed that he had the power of God, the authority of God in healing, in stilling storms, in casting out demons. His beginning, boys and girls, fits his end. His death for the sin of the world and his rising to be Lord over all. Jesus' birth fits with who Jesus shows himself to be. And Jesus isn't made up. He's real. He's had a big effect on history. That's why we're here today. And we know that the people telling the story, Matthew and Luke, they were committed to the truth and took great care to tell the truth. The story of Christmas in the Bible is a true story and because of that it's a good story, the best story. The best story because it's a story of the living creator, God acting to keep his promises to save. A story that tells us that God hasn't abandoned us and he's able to rescue us, to rescue us from the mess We have got ourselves into. You see, boys and girls, 
we're a bit like the people who've been told not to drive through flood water and then drive through flood water, get stuck and end up waiting to be rescued standing on top of their cars. We've got ourselves into trouble, deadly trouble, by not listening to God, by disobeying God. And the Bible calls that sin. And our sin actually threatens to carry us away to death and we can't escape by ourselves. Christmas tells us God's acted to rescue us. And the way he's chosen to rescue us is by sending his son Jesus to become one of us, sharing our life from the beginning. It's a bit like getting into the river with us to pluck us to safety. The rest of Jesus' story will tell us how he will rescue us, that having shared our birth, he then dies our death, dying in our place to bring us forgiveness and life. But with Jesus' birth, we know the rescue has started and that he's come to save us from our sins. You know, it's because it is true that the story you've told us today is a good story. And you know what, boys and girls, because it's true and good, it's a beautiful story. I mean, I don't mean a pretty story. There's nothing pretty about a baby born in a stable and placed in a manger about rough and smelly shepherds or about a lying and murderous king. That's not pretty, is it? But it is beautiful because it's a story that can stir us in our souls over and over again. A story that can make us thankful that we're not alone and give us the hope of the triumph of God. It's a story that can fill us with wonder over and over again, not pretend wonder, where we know something's not true, but we keep trying to help people catch the magic of Christmas by repeating life. Not that kind of wonder. No real knock your socks off and take your breath away wonder when you know God's real and he's so much bigger than you, so different from you, so more loving than you that he would send his son into the world for people like us. Wonder that you can know the God who is so much better than you imagined. And you know what, boys and girls? The best thing about this beautiful story is that it invites you and I to be part of it because the story of Jesus has not ended, has it? He's alive, he keeps saving his people, and he will return. And he says we can be part of his story by trusting him believing he is the one the angel says that he's Christ the Lord. And, you know, when we're part of his story, we actually know for ourselves it's the best story because it's the story of our rescue and of the living Saviour who is God with us. Let's pray. Thank you, gracious God, for this true, good and beautiful story of the birth of our Saviour. We pray that trusting your living Son, the Lord Jesus, who can forgive us and raise us from the dead, we pray that our souls would thrill with thankfulness and wonder every time we hear that he, the eternal Son, by whom and for whom all things were made, left heaven to be born in a stable for us, humbling himself to take on our flesh to save us. And we pray that trusting him, we would also embrace that same humility and live lives of obedient love that can look to the interests of others and not just our own and so be a source of joy and blessing to others. 
We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.